We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. Here, this is our royal present. Guess what? Guess what this is? Hey, it's Coolio if you don't know, and welcome to another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in lovely downtown Halifax. How's everybody doing? It's Friday. Can you believe it? We're here again, and so we're going to do the thing, and it's going to be great. I promise you. Uh, yeah, so let's jump right into it, shall we, and take a look at what is new over at lowbiasgaming.net and uh, it's not all Jason this time. Um, since last we spoke uh, we have uh, seven new episodes of Sonic Unleashed by Scarlet as well as four new episodes of Darkest Dungeon and um, 11, no 12 new episodes of Project Warlock which seems to be the entire second campaign of the game. Uh, Jason brings us a Let's Play of Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels. Uh, four new videos there. Probably the entire thing. I don't know. I haven't looked at it, so... You know. Uh, Jason with three new episodes of Shining Force. Um, at least one new Minecraft. Yes, one new Minecraft, exactly. Uh, Breath of Fire 3 is his new long-term project with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 new videos there. Scarlet brings us a new Let's Play of Metal Black. Um, there are... there is only the one episode, apparently, so it might just be the one episode in total. Uh, as well as an entire playthrough of Final Fantasy VIII. 107 new episodes, so you might want to pace yourself on that one. Uh, Burai Fighter by Scarlet, eight episodes there. Um, Project Warlock, uh, Campaign 3, actually. Uh, so 12 episodes there. And also his um, Let's Play of the Randomizer for Wireland 3 that we did for a monthly at one point. Uh, Jason with a new Let's Play Chasm, uh, six new episodes there. And I think that about covers it. We have some new um, soundtracks as well, Resident Evil, Pokemon Gold and Silver, Final Fantasy VII, Kagero, Super Mario All-Stars, and probably some more. So a lot of stuff. Maybe I shouldn't wait two weeks between episodes. That just sounds like a plan. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, and it is time for some music. Yeah. 
listening to CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was by Yu Miyake. It's called Calamari on the Rock, and I bet you can't guess what today's archive game is. When the king of all cosmos accidentally destroys all the stars in the sky, he orders you, as pint-sized princely sun, to put the twinkle back into the heavens above. The only way you can do that is by rolling everything on Earth into clumps so that you can replace what's missing in space. Everything includes cookies, lawnmowers, lampposts, sumo wrestlers, bulldozers, brontosauruses, cruise ships, and more. Katamari Damacy also includes a two-player battle mode where you and a friend can see who can grow the biggest ball of stuff. And this is Katamari Damacy. It is a um, strange kind of action-adventure game, I guess? Anyway, it is for the PS2, developed by NOW Production, published by Namco, and released in 2004. It is just a plain fun game. It's a little... It's a little frustrating to play it at sometimes, especially when you get to um, points where you're running out of time, you need to grow your katamari to a certain size, and you just can't get there, and then you have to start the whole thing over again. Just, ah! But um, still, overall, pretty fun game. And you know what? Jason has played it for lowbiasgaming.net. There are 19 episodes available on the website right now if you want to check that out.
That was Chiptogram with Onward, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is time for the news of the weird. And, as usual, I do not read these stories ahead of time, and some of these may not jive well with all audiences, but they are scanned for objectionable content. As a full disclosure, one of these uh, stories is being dropped and will go with a story from two weeks ago, since I didn't do that News of the Weird, there was no new episode then. Uh, there, this segment is about 13-15 minutes long, so take that as you will. Our lead story for today, aw snap! Uh, a police officer in West Yorkshire, England, shared the thoughts of many after being called to the scene of a wreck involving a $300,000 Lamborghini that, on- that lasted only 20 minutes on the road before it was totaled on June 24th. It's only a car, the officer tweeted, but he could have cried. According to the BBC, the, su- the car suffered a mechanical failure during its version drive and came to a stop in the outside land of the M1 motorway where it was rear-ended by a van. The driver of the van suffered non-serious head injuries in the crash. The Lamborghini driver was not identified, nor was it clear whether he was hurt in the crash. You know, if you're going to pay $300,000 for a car, it should probably be a car that works. Now that's... One, that's a waste of money, and two, that is... That is dangerous, man. Just... Lamborghini, what you do. Next story is Idle Hands. Uh, TikTok user Kevin Wise told KSLA he was looking for his five minutes of fame. It's not 15 anymore? Man, they're really scaling it down, huh? Well, there's a lot of a lot more people are looking for their minutes of fame, so I guess there are fewer of them to go around. Anyway, he was looking for them when he jumped into a fish tank at Bass Pro Shop in Bossier, Louisiana, in late June. I said that if I got 2,000 likes, I would jump in the tank. Wise said, "I got way more than that, and I didn't want to be a liar." Shopper Treasure McGraw recorded video of Wise swimming around in the tank before he climbed out and ran through the store, soaking wet. We heard a big splash and I thought it was one of the fish, McGraw said. Initially, Bass Pro Shop said it would not press charges, but on June 26, the company filed a complaint with the Bossier uh, City Police Department, noting that it had to empty the 13,000-gallon tank and clean it after Weiss's swim. Wise wouldn't recommend the stunt to others. Don't do spur-of-the-moment crap like I do, he warned. One might say that was not a wise decision. And yet it was a wise decision. It was a decision by Wise. But don't do it. Our next story, repeat offender. Oh boy. Uh, Devin Roberts, 32, of Bardwell, Kentucky, caught the attention of local media after being arrested three times in one week. Wow, that, that is impressive. Carlisle County Sheriff's deputies first encountered Roberts on June 23rd, WSI, WSIL reported, when he called the sheriff's office to say he had taken a case 
he found next to a dumpster that turned out to contain items belonging to the city. When officers arrived, they determined the case had been removed from a city building. The following Saturday, Roberts was accused of fighting with a grocery store clerk and making lewd comments to female employees. Sheriff William Gil Gilbert found Roberts at his home, passed out in a running vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. He had also left his three-year-old son at home with another inebriated person. Finally, on June 28th, the police pulled over, uh, pulling over a car on suspicion of drunken driving, found Roberts in the passenger seat, drunk and in possession of alcohol, which violated the terms of earlier bonds. Roberts faces multiple charges related to all three encounters. That's kind of the point where you should probably, you know, put him in the drunk tank for a little bit. Um, I, I um. But he needs somewhere to dry out, at the very least, because that's incredibly irresponsible. Um, he that is a man of questionable judgments, and the um, enforcement is making questionable judgments as well. Speaking of questionable judgments, here's two more of them. Uh, the Sun reported on June 29th that two Ryanair pilots are in the chicken soup there are parentheses there so you know. anyway after they recorded themselves getting silly with a rubber chicken in the cockpit of a Boeing 737-800 in the video thought to be recorded as passengers boarded the plane in Birmingham England the first officer and pilot trade off using the, the chicken to operate the airplane's throttle and making it squeak while mugging for the camera other crew members laugh in the background. A spokesperson for Ryanair commented, quote, These pictures and videos show crew on the ground in a parked aircraft with the engine shut down. While the images are unprofessional, the actions in them pose no risk and safety was never compromised. Nevertheless, we are investigating the matter further. It's like, on one hand, no one was ever in any danger. On the other hand, they might have accidentally pressed the button or, you know, pulled the lever of something and made the plane go. Um, you know, uh, kill the brakes and all of a sudden the plane is moving and they didn't want it to. Bad ideas. Bad ideas to be had by some people. Merseyside Police uh, responding to the scene of a crash in Huyton, England. Uh, or H-U-Y Huyton? I've seen H-U-Y pronounced as Hugh. But anyway, Huyton, Huyton, whatever it is, in England. In the wee hours of June 28th, say they arrived in time to witness a woman, quote, finishing off a glass of wine, unquote, according to the Echo. In, in the collision, a white Mercedes had plowed into a parked Ford Focus, with both cars sustaining significant damage. Photographs from the scene show the Mercedes to contain an empty wine bottle on the floor of the passenger seat, along with a wine glass, and another full bottle in a storage compartment. Police announced the arrest of two women, 33 and 35, on suspicion of unauthorized taking a motor vehicle and drunk driving. 
the Bard Bacchus. Um, well, some some people don't let their dreams be dreams. Thank you, Shia LaBeouf, for making someone crash a Mercedes into a Ford Focus. I'm blaming this on you. Uh, no reason at all. Our next story, This Old House. Uh, firefighters were called to a home in Guilford, Connecticut on, on June 29th where a resident had fallen through a wood for a floor in the 177-year-old house and down about 30 feet into a well, WHDH reported. The victim treaded water for about 25 minutes while responders worked to hoist them out. Apparently, the well had been covered over by an addition made to the home during a 1981 renovation. Some of these older historical homes may have had hazards that were not updated by current code, the Guilford Police Department tweeted. The victim was taken to the hospital but had only minor injuries. Eww. That's... That's unfortunate. It's like, you don't even know that there's a well there and all of a sudden you're falling 30 feet down and, you know, uh, this guy could have gotten seriously hurt, which I guess didn't happen, but it, it's just something that It's just one of those weird things It's like it's like when you're walking down the street and all of a sudden you fall into a coma uh, The heck was that? I Don't know chutzpah. That's a word Fisherman Dawson Cody Porter, 22, of Eagle River, Alaska, was arrested on June 27th outside the Fisherman's Bar after arriving there driving a stolen fire truck with its emergency lights flashing, the Anchorage Daily News reported. Bristol Bay Borough uh, Police said Porter broke into the King Salmon Fire Station around 9pm where he started the truck and drove it through the station's closed bay doors. Uh, making his way west on the, on the Alaska Peninsula Highway about 15 minutes to uh, Naknek. Police Chief John Ryshek, uh said Porter caused about $10,000 of damage and uh, put the fire truck out of commission while repairs are made to it. Man, there is drunkenly stealing a uh, Mercedes and then they're just out and out stealing a fire truck. Some people are ambitious. That's the best I can say about that. Uh, a family affair. Retired wheat farmer Peter Grundy, 84, of Dillon New South Wales, Australia, has wanted to sell his apartment in Melbourne for the past eight years so he can, re so he can move to a retirement home but he's been foiled by his 49-year-old daughter, Katrina, who refuses to move out. Grundy has taken his daughter to court to evict her, Nine reported, but she won't budge and Grundy is running out of options. I'm sure it has taken the, uh, the bit of youth I had left in me, said Grundy, describing his daughter as very clever in legal terms. Uh, Katrina contends her parents gifted her the apartment, but a judge has dismissed that claim. Dad has spent about 70,000 Australian dollars in legal fees. 
She has an enormous capability to come up with things she ne uh, we never heard of, he said. Now, that is someone who just does not want to leave the basement, apparently. Um, I'm sure he can find a much nicer place. Maybe not right now because of COVID, but um, much nicer place. Much nicer places, I'm sure, exist. Although, if your problem is the price of an apartment, I completely understand. And here's a story from two weeks ago. Um, let's go with the lead story since it happens in Canada. Complaint Department. Car buyer Da Tong Yang of Richmond, British Columbia became so frustrated with his local Mercedes-Benz dealership, here we go with Mercedes again, uh, that in January he flew to the company's headquarters in Stuttgart, Germany to seek help. Yang bought his wife, Guifang Po, a brand new S550 in 2017, partially because he believed the $155,000 car to be one of the safest vehicles available. We saw how that worked in the first story of you know this week's news. But a year later, the couple claimed the steering wheel locked, causing the car to nearly, nearly crash into a concrete wall. Mercedes-Benz said a, quote, internal electrical issue, unquote, was at fault, and assured the couple it was fixed. Yang wasn't convinced, demanded his money back or a replacement card, then sued the company when it declined. The case has languished in court, prompting Yang's trip to Stuttgart in early June, quote, to find justice not only for him, but for also for other drivers, he told the Richmond News. Despite his personal appearance, um, litigation is still underway. That just seems like a case of, like, entitlement. It's like, I understand that you feel that you need a safe car after spending $155,000 on a car. But um, maybe just trust that the issue has been fixed. If a car costs that much, then they probably know what they're doing. At least one would hope. Until your $300,000 uh, Mercedes-Benz, uh, rather your $300,000 Lamborghini, is totaled within 20 minutes. So who even knows anymore? Who even knows? You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
That was Unzi by This Is Hack. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky and time for that video game part of things. Um, I didn't feel like really doing a um, an all-music episode again, but I also didn't have a guest for this week. Uh, and I also, it's... It's not, a, it's not a great time for writing right now, so... Uh, mostly I just want to go over a few of the games that I have been playing lately. And this isn't going to be a formal review by any means. This is just going to be me talking about a few games that um, that I've been playing, and some of them are pretty interesting, and some of them are not so great. But um, we're mostly going to be sticking to some interesting ones because that's what I tend to focus on. Um, now there, there's one game that. Uh, I had seen, I think it was Scarlet play at one point on stream, and that was Book of Demons, and the best way to describe that game is basically Paper Diablo. Uh, it's a uh, very... it's a kind of simplified version of Diablo, but it's not just Diablo either. Uh, it has this card system where um, there are different kinds of cards. There it's, thank you, phone. There are some cards that are spells, there are some cards that are equipment. Uh, the equipment cards actually take up uh, mana permanently until you unequip them, of course. Uh, and there are some that are just some items. Um, so it's up to you to find a build that works for you, which is kind of an interesting way of doing, actually. Um, one thing that I kind of don't like about Book of Demons is the fact that your character is constantly on rails and the enemies aren't. Uh, the enemies can move wherever they want and you are stuck with whatever path the game uh, tells you that you have, basically. Um, really it's it's not a great system, especially when you're trying to move to, in a certain way and you end up moving completely in the opposite direction. Like there's one ability that the rogue has where um, you will jump from you know your current position to somewhere forward on your position. But the game isn't always clear on what forward is. Um, it is clear that forward is the last direction that you have moved, but sometimes you need to jump backward. Uh, you try to move backward, but you are blocked, and despite the fact that you can hit some stuff behind you, you will still try to jump backward and end up jumping forward, and sometimes into a bigger problem. Um, so yeah, I'm not really a fan of the movement system, but the game itself is pretty good. 100% uh, orange juice. Now there is a game. Um, it is basically a board game. Um, it it 
follows a pattern of you go around, you meet an objective, and then you go back to one of the home spaces and level up. Once you reach the maximum level, you win. Uh, and it is sort of interesting. Uh, it's probably a lot more fun to play with friends, but I have not had the opportunity to play with anyone so far, so... Oh well, but um, it's a neat concept. Um, it's, it's one worth at least taking a look at if there's someone who happens to be playing it on a stream or something, then check it out. Uh, and if it seems like you're a sort of thing, then it might be worth putting some money in. I fortunately was able to get it while it was free, which is the only way I'm able to get games nowadays, so, you know. There you go. Escape from Tethys. It is, um, an exploration platformer. Uh, that takes place on a space station, effectively. Uh, well, not really a space station. It is um, kind of a research station on a... I forget if it was a planet or if it was like a, a satellite or an asteroid or whatever it was, but it's mostly pretty standard fare. Um, there isn't really anything in this game that I found particularly stands out. Which isn't to say it's not a good game. Um, it was a new experience, just in general, and there are some mechanics in the game that are fairly neat. So, um, for, for the price, it was certainly worth it. Um, once again, free giveaways. Yay. But, um... This is probably something I would have put down somewhere before. Uh, Exapunks. Um, there is there is only one word that I need to use to describe Exapunks, and that is Zactronics. Um, this is a very Zactronics game, um, and it's kind of different in the way that it works. Um, you don't actually use well, the, it is kind of a similar idea to the other Exapunks programming games where you use uh, not assembly, effectively. But um, the command set is a lot more um, various, I guess you could say, than TIS-100 or Shenzhen-IO. And... Uh, you also don't have to contend with the entire idea of uh, one piece only has so much code. Like you only have like 10 lines of code in a chip or in a module or whatever it is. You don't have that limit anymore. I do believe that there is a maximum limit of how many lines total that all of your exas, as uh, the game calls them, can have. But there is no limit on how many lines a single exa can have. And that is very liberating, honestly. Especially when, uh, especially after you've played the other programming games. 
so... Um, I'm a fairly good programmer, but my, my abilities are still kind of limited. Um, and especially compared to people who are able to actually get to the end of a Zoctronics programming game. Uh, but uh, it's pretty fun. I, I, I feel like I enjoy Exapunks a lot more than I enjoy Shenzhen IO or TIS 100, so there's that. You know, I'm surprised that Shovel Knight is still getting updates. Um, yeah, I recently got an, an update for uh, Shovel Knight on the 3DS, which, you know, at this point is officially discontinued, but it's still getting updates. Um, specifically the King of Cards expansion, where you follow the story of King Knight, um, who is more, more looking toward um, winning the Joustus competition that's going on. So yes, uh, Shovel Knight finally has a card game that you have to play. And you do have to play it in order to beat uh, the King of Cards scenario. And I will tell you, I am not very good at Joustus. Sometimes I feel like I win by luck. Uh, the last match that I played, the last match that I won, I definitely felt a little bit more clever because you do see the opponent's entire hand, um, so you're able to kind of plan moves uh, based on that. Um, but I'm still not quite the strategist that this sort of game needs. Um, Genesis is uh, Genesis itself is a card game where you have cards that have arrows on them. You place your card on the field. Uh, you can place your card on top of another card if there is an arrow to push that card away and if the card that you're pushing doesn't have an arrow back at it. Um, the idea is to push uh, your cards onto the gems on the field, which you can't play on directly, and uh, try to get more gems than your opponent uh, by the time that either the playing field is full, or no, or no more moves are possible. So, it's, um, it's kind of fun, it's also kind of frustrating, um, and you do get some platforming in this scenario as well. Um, and King Knight, who you play as in this scenario, uh, has a very interesting control scheme where uh, he will charge ahead when you press Y, and when he runs into something, he will uh, fly up and start spinning and kind of bounce around, um, a la Scrooge McDuck from DuckTales, let's say. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty fun expansion to uh, Shovel Knight, and for the most part, I've been enjoying it so far. And the last game I'll point out is Fantasy Life. Uh, now this is a game that I have played all the way through before, and it kind of stuck in my head. Um, it's a pretty simple game. You have 12 different lives. You can be, uh, 
You can be an archer, you can be a carpenter, you can be a, uh, you know, a lumberjack. Uh, there are 12 different things that you can do. Um, four of them are combat, three of them are gathering, and five of them are crafting. And uh, you also have a story to progress through where you have these doomstones that are falling uh, throughout the land. And so you need to, you know, go and assess the situation, um, gather the items of the goddess, and um, try to resolve whatever it is is going on. I'm not going to say too very much um, because, you know, trying to avoid spoilers too much. But, um, yeah, it's just a neat game. It's not overly complicated. It's It's got some weird jokes sometimes. Like, not like offensive weird by any means. It, they're just kind of like, these aren't really all that funny. They're probably more meant for a younger crowd than I am. But um, the gameplay itself tends to be fairly engaging. I appreciate it. Um, I have not played any of the expansion content. I'm about halfway through my new playthrough of this game. Um, I've got all my lives at Master, which is not as high as they'll go, but it's as high as is reasonable for uh, the point where I am, at, I am in the game. And the nice thing about getting to Master in a life is that you, you get a nice little song and a nice little party every time you hit Master uh, with uh, lyrics by Akihito Toba, I believe, and music by freaking Nobuo Uematsu, which is kind of interesting. So, um, yeah. That is more or less an overview of the games that I've been playing. Um, let's listen to some more music, shall we? You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
That was Birthday Party by Tobo Kagao from the album Picnic Deluxe Edition. And this is Radam Lee with Duking It Out in the Customer Service Zone. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. just about do it for today's episode i want to thank y'all for listening i do hope that you enjoyed my little rambling about video games and all the music that was presented today i'm hoping to have a fairly interesting guest for next week's episode so do stay tuned in for that and uh yeah that's about all i have to say for today so let's close things out the way that we usually do Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net, who, by the way, has just had J. Elvis Weinstein as a guest, so go check that out. Uh, News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Segment music composed by myself, Manama Namiki, Noriki Kamikura, Twilight of Defect, Gigandect, and Commissar. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show, coming up next on CKDU, followed by The Witching Hour at 7pm, and press start to continue at 8.30. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net, or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim, S-Y-M. You can also leave feedback on ckdu.ca, click on Shows, find Square Wave Symphony in the list, and click on Leave Feedback. 
There's also a podcast version of this show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim, S-Y-M, or just search for Squarewave Symphony. Squarewave is one word on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio, or most of the podcatchers out there. This has been Squarewave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolio if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time.